Welcome to the Motivation for Regular People podcast, where you'll find all of the inspiration you need to start, continue, and finish the goals that matter most to you. We have another bonus episode this week. So in the world of professional coaching, this is International Coaching Week. It's hosted by the International Coaching Federation, and what it is, is it's a global celebration of professional coaching as defined by the ICF, and so you'll see coaches having a lot of different initiatives this week, everything from offering free coaching sessions, which is something that I'm doing, to hosting webinars, to having get-togethers. And one of the things that I wanted to do as I celebrate ICW is I wanted to invite on one of my good friends, who is also a professional coach, to talk about this framework, this workshop that he's been certified in. I find this content so intriguing, and I know that you will too. Perhaps you've read Patrick Lencioni's new book, The Six Types of Working Genius. So my friend Dan is a certified working genius instructor, and I've been trying to get Dan to come on the podcast for a while, and our schedules were finally able to match up this week, and I thought, what better time to release this episode than during International Coaching Week. So today you're going to hear Dan talk about his insight into working genius, and what I love about this framework is it can impact not just how you show up for work, but also how you show up for your family, how you interact in relationships with other people. It's not about the work that you do best, but it's about the work that you most enjoy and what gives you the most energy. So let's get into my conversation with Dan. I know that you're going to really benefit from hearing what he has to say. Dan, thanks for coming on the podcast. I've been wanting to have you on the show and I've been looking forward to this conversation for a long time. Yeah, thank you so much, Brady, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. So Dan and I met through Coach Approach Ministries. We were both getting certified in coaching. And then along the way, Dan, you discovered a framework called the Six Types of Working Genius, which is something that I'm really intrigued by as well. You went all the way and got certified in it. So tell us a little more about what Working Genius is and how you use it with your clients. Yeah, so Working Genius is a tool developed by Patrick Lencioni and the Table Group. You know, he's very famous writer and and consultant in the space of organizational health and leadership and team development. And it basically says that all of us have a natural gift that brings us the most energy and joy when it comes down to work. That it kind of connects to our higher motivations, it pushes us, it's it's it kind of energizes us to to repeat that. And all of us have, as we have those strengths or geniuses, we also have competencies where it's just are things that we're good at, but it doesn't give us the most energy. And all of us have what the model calls working frustrations. So it splits the war- process of work into three sections, um, ideation, activation, and implementation. And for each one of those three stages of work, it has two competencies. So it's, it's an incredible tool for both leaders and teams to be able to identify what gives them the most joy and energy, what drains them, and to see if there are any gaps where and how they might be able to feel it, um, um, fill it and leverage their natural gifts and talents. Hmm. Yeah, what I love about Working Genius is it's not so much about what you're good at, but it's more about what you enjoy and what gives you energy. And I know that you and I have talked about this a lot because 
we have the same geniuses. We're both IGs. So we both love having ideas. And then we're good at sharing our ideas with other people and getting them excited about them. I know for me, one of my frustrations is the genius of discernment. And so the way that I explain it to people is, you know, my geniuses are ideation and galvanizing, but then in between having an idea and getting people excited about this idea is this piece called discernment, which is such a big piece because it requires you to look at your idea and decide if it's valid, if it's useful, if it's needed, or if it's something that you need to not pursue or need to throw out. And so I can have an idea, I can get myself and other people excited about the idea, but then I skip that step of discernment just because it's not something that comes naturally to me. Yeah, and it's, for me, one of my, one of my working frustrations, it's, it's around tenacity. So it's, it's okay, once you've, you've reflected and wonder, once you've created the idea, once it's been discerned and that, there's that dance of between um, invention and discernment, once you've motivated people and people have shown up to help, it's the, how do you finish this? How do you land this plane? So finding out about working genius has helped me kind of know, okay, what are the habits? What are the systems? What are the people in my life that I need to bring in to help me land this creative plane down? Um, and it's, and I've been I've worked with dozens of leaders and teams around this and seeing them being able to find clarity and being able to find joy and connecting the dots of, oh, this is why I felt stuck in this particular part of my professional journey, or this is why our team is having tension between these two departments or between this person and that person and being able to have clarity and coming on the other side of it, I think is the biggest reward from working with this particular framework. Absolutely. Yeah, I imagine there's a few cool things that happen, especially if you're giving the assessment to a team or to an organization. One, they're able to see what their gaps are. If you give the assessment to a team of 10 people and they realize that none of them have the gift of tenacity, they're going to get a lot of projects almost to the finish line, but they're going to struggle to push anything across. And so when they bring new staff members on, they're able to specifically look for someone with that gift of tenacity. But then I would imagine the other thing that happens is you stop feeling guilty for the things that you're not naturally gifted at. Again, that doesn't mean that yeah. you need to ignore those things, but at the same time, you don't have to, to put it in a sports analogy, you don't have to play out of position. You're able to just yeah. focus if your team is designed well, you're able to just focus on those areas where you are naturally gifted and do the things that give you energy. So yeah. what initially made you want to get certified in Working Genius? I, it's it's a funny story. And looking back, I think it's been now close to a year, at least a little over a year since I found out about the assignment. I'm, I'm an assessment and a coaching junkie. Uh, <laughs> and, and just... Looking at the model, I took the assessment for myself and then I brought it to our, our leadership team and our, you know, our, our leader automatically said, oh, we need to expand this to our whole leadership team in our church. Like our senior pastor was like, we, we need to expand this. I'm able to understand my wife for the first time in 30 years, which is really hilarious. He's like, oh, this is why, this is why you, we lead and, and we act in which one way. And as we were growing in the rollout of that in, in our own church, I started using it with coaching clients. 
and a particular client wanted to do a whole team coaching engagement, like a four-month coaching engagement based on this model, and I wasn't yet certified. So what I ended up doing was I hired another working genius coach. I told him what I was doing, and he facilitated a ton of materials and resources um, for me to at least do the first session with the team. And then I went ahead and got certified. By the time I got certified, I had already taken over 34 leaders through the wow. model. <laughs> and that was last July, July 2022. Yeah. That's amazing. I want to highlight a couple of things that you said. First of all, 34 leaders in it sounds like two months shows you just how great an appetite there is for this framework, in part because, as you said, it's not just helpful in business settings, but it's also helpful for understanding how relationships work in your family or in your personal life. I know one of the things, and you and I talked about this whenever you took me through the assessment, but one of the cool things, so I mentioned earlier that one of my geniuses is, or one of my frustrations rather, is discernment. That's one of my wife's geniuses. And so we work together really well because I have an idea and she uses that gift of discernment which to be honest, can sometimes frustrate me because I just want someone to tell me how good my idea is. But I've realized that's how she brings value. She's not trying to be critical. She's not trying to tear apart all of my dreams. But one of the things that God has gifted her to be good at is helping me decide whether my ideas are worth pursuing or not. Yeah, definitely. And it, it's that kind of dance between every one of our giftings I love this passage in scripture that it says that all of us as living stones together, we get to build God's house. And, and it's kind of finding where in the body, where in the team, where in the business, do each one of us flow our best? What actually motivates us when it comes to work? One of the things that Lincioni says when he's speaking about the tool is that it's 20% personality tool, like something like Meyer Briggs and the Enneagram, but it's an 80% productivity tool. And being able to find the type of work that really motivates you, that pushes you to move forward, that gets you excited in the morning and the kind of work that you're not as passionate about, it's, I, I can't really put it into words how transformative it has been for myself, for our own team, but seeing it in clients of saying, oh, you know, I'm a methodical architect or I'm a galvanizer. Like I love galvanizing people. I love communicating and, and being able to see not just with their giftings, but also with their frustrations. Um, I remember I worked with a particular leader who was in a management position and he had to rally like a, the troops of like 60 different team leaders on, on his, that were his direct reports. And he had galvanizing as his frustration. And instead of being fully defeated by it, he said, oh, I'm, I, I'm just going to be more intentional about this. I'm going to create a structure and a habit and a plan. And I'm also going to bring some of the guys in my team who really have this as a strong gifting and, and bring them up so, so that they can help me rally the troops and leverage those gifts. So I, I think it's, it's fantastic. It's not a silver bullet. It's not a one fix all. But I... You know, I'm, I'm just one of, of over a thousand facilitators and we've seen over 300,000 people go through the assessment wow. and every single person that I've personally taken through the assessment, whether they're remote teams, church teams, 
teams of HR facilitators or executive teams, every single leader says the same thing. It's like, oh, this is definitely me. Hmm. This is totally who I am. This is who God created me to be. And now I can leverage that information and kind of move forward and understand my team and myself better. Hmm. I love that. Hey, before we continue the conversation, I want to take a short break to tell you about my midweek momentum newsletter. If you're anything like me, you start the new week with a lot of energy, a lot of excitement. You're looking forward to what lies ahead. And then the week starts and maybe something comes up that you weren't expecting, or maybe you just get tired from all of the demands that your week places on you. If this is something that you can relate to, go to my website at bradyross.com. That's B-R-A-D-Y-R-O-S-S.com and sign up for my midweek momentum newsletter. Each Tuesday, you'll receive a short email from me, often based on the podcast guest from the week before, and you'll hear a short quote or thought or inspiration that empowers you to finish your week with the same amount of drive and determination that you had when you started. After you sign up, you'll get a free instant preview of the introduction and first chapter of my book, Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals. You'll learn how to maximize the power and potential of each day by planning in advance what you want to accomplish. I'm not going to spam you. You'll be able to unsubscribe at any time if for whatever reason you don't like the content, but I think that you're going to find both the information and the newsletter and also the timing of it very helpful. So I would encourage you to go and sign up again. And you can find all of that information on my website at bradyross.com, and we'll link that in the show notes as well. All right, back to my conversation with Dan. So based on your experience with Working Genius, and I can't remember if you said this before we started recording or if it was afterwards, but you said you've taken over 100 leaders through Working Genius at this point. What have you learned about how an awareness of your geniuses and your frustration can impact your motivation. Yeah, I. it brings me back to the whole um, Daniel Pink's work around motivation and drive. There is this part of one mastery. Um, he says that there are three main, main intrinsic motivators and there are mastery, purpose, and and an autonomy. So when you're able to identify your working genius, you have a stronger sense of freedom around what your giftings are, what you bring to the team, what you can delegate, and also what you can take on, and who are those strategic partnerships. And it, it just brings a tremendous sense of flow and ease. It's easier for you to step into flow there. But also, it helps, it helps you connect to your purpose like last night, I was working with a with a leader, um, in a, in a career coaching setting where she's transitioning from one industry to the next, and just by looking at her assessment and her combinations, she was able to see, oh, this is the gift that I bring to my clients. This is the gift that I bring to companies. This is that she's a DE. So she's a discernment and enablement person, and so she's a strategic thinker that can help bring the strategy down into action and just her being able to see that and also seeing what are some of the areas that she needs to help grow and develop completely motivates her to motivate her to push forward and gave her greater clarity about what her next steps are as she takes on her journey 
Mm-hmm. And, and then that connection to purpose. It's like when we find out who God has created us to be, what our giftings and our callings are, you know, it's, it's no surprise to me that you have a podcast and that you're a writer because you're a, you're a creative galvanizer. So you're rallying the troops, you're communicating a message, you're creating stuff and you're living in that purpose. So I, I think that's some of the most motivating type of work that we can do is the work that connects to our natural giftings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And we talked before about how you get to this sense of flow when you're working on something that is not so difficult that it feels overwhelming or unattainable, but it's not so easy that you get bored or you disengage. And I think it's important to point out in terms of working in your geniuses, it doesn't always mean that life will be a cakewalk, that it will be easy But when you have an awareness of your primary giftings or your primary geniuses, you're able to take on tasks that may be challenging, that may require some growth. But if it's in your wheelhouse, if it's connected to your purpose, then it's going to be easier for you to take steps in the right direction, even when that's challenging. Yeah. And here's the other thing. This is this particular model is ranking, not rating. So the fact that someone, I, I remember I worked with a CFA, high in the financial world, incredible leader, over thousands of people. And she had frustration as her working, like she had um, tenacity as her working frustration. I'm like, how on earth was this woman able to like make it, you know, in, the, in this industry with tenacity as frustration? She has huge capacity for tenacity. It's just that that particular type of work drains her. Hmm. So it's it's that thing that we get to leverage our geniuses and manage our frustrations. And we get to expand those capacities and God-given talents. It's, it's one of the things we learned in CAM. It's the skill skills versus strengths. When we're building on skill on top of our strengths, we're going to be that much more powerful and that much more effective mm-hmm. um, in the work and the assignment that we're doing. And a quote that I, that I always, I love quoting, is the quality of our lives is the quality of our relationships. And it's, it gives us language for communicating with other people. With, for, it gives us language for building agreements. It gives us language to knowing what we bring to a team or what we need from other people but it also gives us language to relate to our own self, to relate to our own strengths, to relate to our own um, frustrations or weaknesses or areas of growth. And we can then learn how to manage that. And, and, and it, it, I've seen it make leaders kinder to themselves and to other people, release some of their own guilt, which you mentioned earlier. Oh, I'm not as discerning as a, yeah, it's not my natural gifting. And now that I know that I can exercise that, but it also gives us grace for other people because I don't know about you, but I, not everyone is as excited as we are about new ideas and creativity. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It helps us better understand other people. I think about one of the seven habits of highly effective people, which is you seek to understand and then seek to be understood. And there's an example from the book, which a lot of people have read, but just in case you haven't, there's an example in the book where Stephen Covey walks onto a subway and there's a man with his children and his children are 
just all over the place. You know, they're loud, they're climbing on things, which as a father with two young children, I can relate to that situation more than I'd like to admit. Um, but Stephen Covey expresses his frustration and says, you know, aren't you going to control your children? And the man says, oh, I'm so sorry. We just left the hospital. My wife passed away. I didn't even realize they were acting this way. And having that understanding completely shifted his perception of the situation to where his response was different. And that's an extreme example. But as I think about the application of working genius, so I'll bring my wife. When I think about her genius being discernment, if I didn't have that awareness, I would get frustrated when I share an idea with her and she gives me feedback that is anything less than positive and supportive. But knowing that her gift is discernment, I realize when she asks questions, when she shares her opinion, she's not trying to bring me down. She's trying to use her gift that God has given her and she's trying to add value to the situation. Yeah. And it's it's those intrinsic motivators behind each one of our geniuses. So like, for example, for creativity, or invention, one of the biggest motivators is freedom. For galvanizing is connection and connecting with people. With discernment, it, it's, it's trust. People with the genius of discernment, they wanna be trusted because a lot of times they're moving from instinct and they might not know specifically why they feel like something is not right or something is the right thing, but it requires that trust. So mm. going down the line, you know, each, this is a whole model. This it's when Shoni wrote a book out it, there's about it. There's a, uh, an assessment that people can take, but it's only like 25 bucks on the website. Um, you can get a, a coach and you could do sessions. You could get certified. But one of the things I found the most powerful about this whole model was connecting to what are the needs of each one of those genius types and what crushes each one of those genius types. And in looking at that for myself, you know, I had freedom as one of my highest core values. And then I realized, oh, it's because I value creativity so much. Hmm. And now I know what comes at war when it, I feel constrained. It's not that it's because it's I'm not being able to live in who God created me to be. And it's not that I'm going to be all over the place all the time but I know how to manage that better because now I have that awareness. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. I didn't know that piece of the framework. I'll have to go do some of my own research into that because even just what you said briefly there matches what I know about my own values and interests. I want to ask you one more question before we wrap up and it's about managing frustrations. You brought that up earlier. So for me, my two frustrations are discernment and then enabling which in the context of working genius, enablement is a good thing. We typically think about that word in a negative connotation, but people with enabling as one of their geniuses are quick to step up and help people with their tasks and their passions. So with my frustrations, should I be more focused on developing skills in those areas so that I can improve at those things? Or should I try to avoid those things at all costs and spend more time working in my strengths? <laughs> I, it's, it's a yes and model. I, I am sure that if I said you shouldn't help to, you shouldn't work on facilitating your wife would probably kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm not trying to get in trouble with Mary. Um, but it's, it's 
the ideal life, it's one where we can live mo most of our time working and operating out of our geniuses. Of course, the reality is that we need all six elements in day-to-day -day life. We need to go through, like, it's, it's just part of the process of getting stuff done. Um, but it's, but dealing with those frustrations. So what can you do when you get really excited about something and you want to put it to action to, to discern it or to bring a little bit of discernment before you move from idea to action? You know, how important is that to you? Whether you decide to develop that in yourself whether you decide to set up a system or a structure or a community that can help you do that um, or a framework that helps you decide or discern things or people. Because when, when we go over geniuses, we're going over people. It's, it's that whole thing of people are gifts from God into our own lives and as the body of Christ, you know, that whole, that whole thing is we, we're called to live in community and in relationship. It's one of the principles in your book to get connected. It's the value of fellowship mm -hmm. that you get you get to lean from those things. And with the with the genius of enablement, it's also an invitation to say, "Hey, this is not my strongest gifting. This is not what gives me the most joy and energy." But there are times where I'm going to choose people over a task, where I'm going to choose connection, or when I'm going to choose service. And now you're not just doing it because you have to and it's straining you but now you can do it from that place of awareness and know your own tank and say okay if I need to help with something how can I set myself up for success before I stepped into a task that is going to drain me faster than if I was communicating with someone or speaking doing a speaking engagement or creating something new mm-hmm yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that awareness piece is huge on multiple levels, specifically for me, knowing that if I have an idea, I'm going to quickly get excited about it and I'm going to think that it's the best thing ever, but there's that discernment piece there that is necessary. And I either need to make that a priority, even though I know that it's going to drain me, or I need to bring it to someone in my life, whether it's Mary or another one of my close friends or family members who has discernment as one of their geniuses, just to make sure that, you know, I don't build something and then look back and wonder if it was even worth the time and energy that I spent in the first place. Dan, this was so helpful, so practical. Um, we could talk much longer about this and we talk a lot, so we'll have time off air to continue sharing ideas about working genius. But for yeah. the person who's listening to this and they're wondering, where can I learn more about working genius or maybe even, you know, how could I connect with Dan so that he can take me through this? Let us know where people can find you and connect with you. Yeah. Um, people can just find me on LinkedIn um, on, or email me. It's Daniel Franco. Um, my email is dan at paxlogroup.com, P-A-X-L-O group.com. And if you want to find out more about Working Genius, you can go to workinggenius, that's two Gs, dot com directly. And, and you can take the assessment. Um, you could buy the book. There's a, a Working Genius podcast that Lencioni and some of the consultants from Table Group. And, and we can reach out and, and see if how knowing and leveraging your geniuses is going gonna, is gonna to help empower you. 
and there's a ton of cool events and, st and stuff that's coming up that I'm going to be posting about. Um, some cool stuff with Lencioni, I think now in May, um, that people can get to, can go to for free and, and learn more about their giftings. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's awesome. And I didn't clear this with you before, so we can edit this out if you don't want this in here, but this is going to release during International Coaching Week. And you've actually got some spots open for people to do free consultations about Working Genius. Yeah, I, I didn't even get to talk about the fact that we both ended up in our ICF chapter boards around the same time, which is <laughs> hilarious. Come um, back for the sequel. We'll talk about that then. I know. How, how did that happen and what motivated us to get there? But yeah, so uh, during International Coaching Week, a ton of us are doing um, pro bono coaching hours. And I decided I opened up a few spots for people who want to dive deeper into like their working genius. So on, on my LinkedIn page and on the ICF um, events website, if you put Daniel Franco or working genius, um, you can find some of my free sessions. I'm going to I'm going to be all for throughout the week. People who want to dive deeper, people who've taken the assessment, people who want to take the assessment. Um, they can take the assessment and then I'll, I'll do the free session for them. So yeah, have a few spots left. Thank you for mentioning that. Oh, of course, Dan, this was fantastic. Thanks again for coming on and for sharing your wisdom with us. I appreciate it. Well, briefly here before we wrap up, let me plug Dan's free coaching sessions one more time. Dan is a tremendous coach and facilitator. I've gotten to know him very well over the past year, and I'm so blessed by each conversation that we get to have. I know that you will take a lot away from getting to hear his insight into your working genius and your frustrations and your competencies. And you'll be able to take away information that you can apply to your life right away. So we'll make sure to include a link to Dan's LinkedIn and to his Calendly in the show notes so you can go and schedule that consultation with him if you would like. Thanks again for listening to the show. We'll be back in a couple of days with our regularly scheduled episode and we'll continue to release new episodes each Thursday, as well as maybe some bonus content mixed in every once in a while. We hope that you always take value away from the show and that you're able to use the information and the conversations that we have here to tap into the motivation that already exists inside of you in a way that helps you pursue whatever goals matter most to you. Thanks again for tuning in. Remember, you already have all of the motivation that you need, and it's up to you to decide what you'll do with it. Thank you.